Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. And welcome to today's Trusted Advisors Panel, Embracing People Differences Through Empowerment. I'm going to be your moderator and co-host of the program today. I'm JC. It's my pleasure to be here on behalf of the HR lady, Wendy Sellers, who I'd like to welcome to the room at this time. Wendy, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. How's everybody doing? Uh, So far, so good. We've got two guests here that we need to introduce real quick. First, have Leslie Miserak. Tell us a little bit about Leslie, if you could. Hi, Leslie Miserak with Miserak Coaching based in Orlando, Florida. I do executive and leadership coaching, and I'm all about people being empowerful. And allegedly, you do support clients as they navigate their organizational changes. You bring the thought process to the table and do it the right way. Am I wrong? Uh, Of course, it's totally the right way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love I love working with leaders and helping them find their light bulb moments and uh, figure out how they become the best version of themselves. It's not about them being somebody else, but really that that leader that they want to be seen as. Fantastic. And our other guest, uh, one of our feature guests today, straight off the red carpet, ladies and gentlemen and people, whoever may be here, trust me here, that leadership and empowerment expert, author of Empowering Differences, Ashley T. Brundage. Ashley, it's a pleasure. Oh my goodness! I'm so excited to be here and and join you. And um, I, I'm having like a flashback to like a day that we were at an event together not too long. Ago. <laughs> it's so good to see you again. Hey, for everyone that's here today, a little bit about you, if you could, as well. Yeah, I am the leadership and empowerment expert. So I help organizations empower their employees um, through digital programming, leadership cohorts for their groups of employees, and um, and then help them connect that to their community work. And empowerment is that whole underlying thing around connection of people to uh, to brand, to community. We are definitely going to be digging in on this topic today. And also, please welcome to the room, the HR lady, Wendy Sellers. Wendy, if you could tell everyone just a little bit about yourself as well. Sure. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. Um, today, you know, I- I'm just here. I'm super psyched to have all of my friends here today. So thank you for joining me. And it was interesting when I invited everybody to the panel. I was like, I really don't know what we're talking about, but we all align on the same thing. And that's so why I started looking at our websites and we all have the word empower on there. I really focus on trust and, and I, I've been saying it over and over and over again at every conference that I speak at, every time I talk to employers of all size, I'm like, if your employees don't trust you this year, 2022, you are not going to have employees and that's all there is to it. And trust and empowerment are just you know so closely aligned. Uh, I just thought this was just gonna be an amazing uh, topic today for us to share our expertise and help the community at large. We talk about empowering people differences, uh, empowering people through through differences, uh, empowerment, uh, trust, uh, confidence, uh, employers. We, we, we have a lot of fluffy words. 
We have a lot of words that get tossed around. You pick them up in, in conferences. You take them back to your business. You take them back to your, your meeting rooms. And, and they are very fancy, fluffy, fantastic words. They're just words, though, at the end of the day. How do you make a word become action to then invoke empowerment in the proper way? I'd like to open that up to the floor. Whoever would like to take that. Ashley, I think you need to run with this. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to, to take that one. Um, so you know, when you I spent eight years dissecting empowerment, and what I found was that there was authority and there was power, and connected in the middle was people. Um, the authority is all of the things that drive confidence and control and mindset and and framing and and honestly, how you see yourself, representation. So then recruiting is a part of that, retention is part of that. Um, and then power is all about some sort of number metric business driving force um, where you can actually measure things like money or time or certifications or P&L or statements and all of that. Then you connect that to people in the middle and then, and then you have empowerment. But but honestly, no one can tell you what is empowering. Only you can decide that yourself. So it's like a double-edged sword, which is why it's such a dangerous buzzword. <laughs> if you're using it, you might open yourself up to a potential issue where an employee might not trust you, which I think kind of narrows into the next topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there too. So, sorry, JC, I'm going to take this over for a minute here. But I, I, I think it's so perfect because it is, it, it'd be a buzzword. And I, the thing that drives me crazy is when we go to these conferences or even just read a book and we come back all pumped up, we're like, yes, I'm going to do X, whatever this uh, person told me to, but there's not actual any steps how to do it. And that's, you know, I think all of us here, we like to help uh, employers, uh, get to the heart of what makes each person tick. And you can have the same exact skills, which is highly unlikely, but you could have the same exact knowledge, skills, and abilities from employee A, B, and C, but they're all different people. And so we still have to get to know them as a human being. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, it's not one size fits all. It's something, it's different for everybody and everybody has, a different desire to be empowered. And they also have different desires to empower others. So it's, you have to kind of really figure out, I think, uh, again, what you, what you both said, it's, it's about the people and understanding your people. But I think it also starts with self-awareness. Who am I? What do I bring to the table? What, and then once you kind of start to figure that out and then you define empowerment for yourself and, what skills do I have that I can use to empower others? What skills do I have that I need to grow to or empower others? How am I empowering myself? You know, going back to trust and confidence and walking the talk and all that. There's so much to unravel. So we've laid a solid baseline right now in regards to empowerment and, and where that's fitting within our organizations. Let's take it that one next step further, embracing the differences in people through empowerment. Employers and employees, the, the, the people working for us, it's so vast. There are so many different people that walk through those doors that want to come work for you. 
And some say that with the, the great resignation under place, if that's what great resignation is what they're calling it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Some say that it's 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 a farce. It's not real. Others in different areas of the country are like, you know what? I, I get 300 candidates. They all come in here. They're all so vastly different. And I'm lucky if 100 of them show up for the interview. And then from there, they're all amazing. And I want to bring them in. We have differences in who those individuals are. Let it be their disabilities, their political beliefs, their, their, the way that they even look when they stand in front of you. How do you start to begin to embrace those differences within an organization through the hiring process? And then as this discussion goes, let's talk more about matriculating that across the board into the culture of our organizations. Yeah, sure. I'd like to take a uh, first stab at this uh, with the hiring processes is this is where companies get it wrong from the beginning. Um, you know, I have a, a white paper on my website called Five Ways to Destroy Your Business. And, and I talk about it, you know, as a key note, too. And the first thing is hiring and get it right. But unfortunately, what happens is uh, in most organizations, the we're understaffed. Managers are, are not qualified to be managers. And it's not manager's fault. They were put in this role out of desperation, either because the they were offered the job and it was offered more money, but they were given no training. Um, or the, the company just said, you're a manager now, congratulations. And then we're mad at the manager, right? For not knowing what to do. But then on top of that, the manager who has a million things to do is now also in charge of hiring as well. And they rush through the hiring process because they have no choice. They need a, they need a body, a warm body. And then that's what they get. They get a warm body. And, and then they're upset about it, right? And so it, what we really need to be doing is slowing down that hiring process, not too slow because your competitors will steal them, uh, but we need to be slowing down that hiring process and really saying before we even put that job ad out there, how about we really think what this job is? What are the, what's the job descriptions? What's the duties? What, what, what really do we need? Not what do we want? What do we need? And then okay, now all these out of the 300 applicants, maybe 80 only actually have what we need. Now let's narrow down those 80 to the, um, you know, the, the attributes, the personal attributes that we need for this role and or push the personal attributes away altogether. It doesn't matter what somebody looks like, sounds like, what their personality style is, um, what their age is, can they do the job? And then can we train everybody else to accept the differences of every of the candidates that we bring in? Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And let me ask you something using that specific example there. Um, what if what if one of the things that makes the difference between the employees that are in your final list there are their geographical location? And you just so happen to have a remote offering, but someone's local and maybe someone who might rank just a little bit higher is in Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> It's a remote job. I mean, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're living out of a tent as long as you have Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> so then we yeah, do still have we still have something within the culture of an organization where we still have to uh, empower people to uh, embrace the fact that the remote digital workforce, the employees could be from anywhere. You don't necessarily need to have them coming in, into the office. There's a mind shift there, right? Oh, yeah. I think that's a whole other totally. podcast all together. Go ahead, Leslie. <laughs> I think it's totally a mind shift, a mindset, a perspective. 
what we need to be looking for is the right person, not necessarily where they're located. If it's a remote job, if it's a job that's truly remote, doesn't matter whether they're located, you know, one block away or if they're located a thousand miles away, it's a remote job. The opportunity is to really understand we're that we're looking for the right fit, the right person for the job, the person that could do the job, the person that has the the attitude we need to get the job done. If it's a customer facing job, we need them to have customer facing qualities. If they're complete, completely introverted and prefer to work with Excel spreadsheets all day, they're probably not the right person for the customer facing job. So understanding, you know, what we really need, going back to what Wendy said, and then we need to just focus on what does that person bring to the table, no matter what their size is, what their skin color is, what their religion is, what their hair looks like, what their name is, all of those different things. We have to get past that. And it's hard. It's hard for people who yeah. live in bias and have judgments because we're human, um, right? And it's, it's hard to get past that. But if we can start talking about how differences matter and what those what those differences can do for us and change the conversation instead of making it about the differences. And I think we've moved into a whole nother podcast, um, but make it less about the differences and more to what does this, what does this person or with this job or this activity bring to the table? I'll get off my soapbox now. No, empowering people differences through empowerment, <laughs> embracing people differences through empowerment. You're hitting the nail on the head there. We're I in the right show still. Ashley's got something oh, to say. Definitely chomping at the bit. <laughs> Ashley, over to you. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.